Okay, but we're going to get started here because what we're going to do is I'm going to do some teaching. My goal is 20 minutes. I may not hit it, but that's the goal. At the end of that, we're going to do small group time. So I've written out, I've, I've printed out for you on the right side of your handout in that blue text box, I've got the entire passage of Psalm 119, 1 through 8. And here's what I want you to do. As we're going through this, try to be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is showing you. And if there's a word that jumps out at you, circle it in that, in that psalm over there. If there's something that you think maybe God leading you to talk, write it out off on the side. And when you get to the small groups, you guys can go over those things in regards to what God is showing you. But, but let me read through this psalm starting, like I said, you've got it over there in that text box on your handout. But here's what it says in Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies that see, and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Verse 6. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Lord, we just pray for your word, for our hearts and minds to be in tune with your spirit, for your spirit to speak through me what we need. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so blessed. Blessed means happy. Okay, we find the word blessed, blessed or blessed in your Bible 45 times. 27 are blessed and then 18 are happy. The first mention of Deuteronomy, so, so we look for the first mention of a word. The first mention is here in Deuteronomy 33, 29. Happy art thou, O Israel. That, that's that same word translated, happy. Blessed. In fact, the second time we see the word, it's happy in the third and the fourth and the fifth. It's, it's happy, happy, happy. Other times it's translated blessed, but that's what that word means. Okay, well, God, you've got my attention. I, I want to be happy. I hear you're, you're speaking to me through your word this morning, telling me that happiness is possible. Well, I've heard that before from the world and, and it didn't come through. I heard that before from, you know, lots of different voices, lots of different vices, promising happiness, but, but none of them have panned out. But God, you're saying I can be happy, and, and, and that's different than the world saying. So God, you got my attention. I want to be happy. I want to know how this works. And so, so let's look at it. First of all, number one, there's a pathway. What God has established. So pathway is, is our first blank. Verses 1 through 3 are not just observations, they are promises. Let's look at those verses again. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed art thou, happy are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with a whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. That, okay, that's not just an observation, that's a promise. If God says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. And you are undefiled in the way and you walk in the way of the Lord. Guess what that means? It means you're going to be blessed. You're going to be happy. Not just an observation. That's a promise. 
God has set some things up, and the world works accordingly. Like God set up gravity. Okay, don't jump off the roof. But just trust me, gravity's in place. Why? Well, because God set that up. It's part of what he created. This is part of what he created, that there is a way that leads to happiness, and you can do it. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1 talks about the, the seven pillars. That's the number of completion, the number of perfection. God has set up seven pillars. Wisdom hath built her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. She killed the beast. She mingled the wine. She furnished the table. Look, the barbecue is ready. The table is set. The pillars, the household is in place. The maidens, she sendeth them forth. She criest upon the highest places of the city. She's like, hey, Gail, there's a, there's a table set up. And you, we've got a name right there. You're, you're, your name, you've got a place set for you. Come on in. Come and see what God has all, you don't have to kill the bee, you, you don't have to cook. You don't have to work, just come and see what God has already set up. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. See, God has set some things up for us, the pillars, it's all set up, the table it's set, that all you have to do is come in unto it. But we spend all our time trying to hew out our own pillars, set our own tables, cook our own food, pour our own, mingle our own wine. God's like, look, stop it. Forsake the foolish. Stop living like the world, trying to find happiness where it doesn't exist, and just come. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Come drink to the waters. Okay. God has established something. That's the pathway. We also see a progression in Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. And what you'll see, if you look, is you'll see there's a progression from just a general truth to specific instruction. So like general truth, well, that just applies to everybody. Yeah, well, then it kind of gets personal. The, the preacher, yo, now you're meddling, preacher. Now you're getting in my business, preacher. Well, that's what the Bible does. It goes from just like this general truth. It's true for everybody. Here's the seven pillars. The table said, now look, hey, are you going to come sit at the table? Now we're not teaching. Now we're preaching. That's what this, that's what this psalm does. Look at it with me. And, and, and look, follow, follow the pronouns, okay? Let's follow the pronouns. It starts with, with, with like them. With, with they. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they. Verse 3, they also do no iniquities. That's just like, that's just like in general. Everyone that walks a certain way gets a certain result. Okay, but, but then it gets more specific. Thou, so now, I'm, now we're, class, now we're talking to God. God, thou hast commanded us as a group to keep thy precepts diligently. So it goes from just this general pathway to, oh, by the way, now God, what you expect out of us is to walk that pathway, which results in happiness. Oh my goodness, God wants you to be blessed. God's not, want, God's not against you. 
he's for you and he's done everything possible and, and, and so that it's still faith to bring you to a point where you're ready to listen. Okay, God, you got my attention. Uh, I, I'm done. My, everything's falling apart. I can't make this happen. I need you to work. Okay, praise the Lord. He brings us to that place. Goes from they to us, but then it doesn't stop with us. Verse five, oh, that my ways. Oh, now it's me. Okay, God, I see what you set up. I see what you expect out of us. But then as I think about that, it's that next thing is, oh, 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 that my, oh, I see the pathway and God, I'm not on it. Oh, see how it gets, goes from general to specific, how, how the pronouns go from they to us to me to, to my, thy, I. You see that as you read through that passage? Man, someone ought to be circling that. Oh, my ways. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, that's, that's what I need to talk about. There is a progression. The progression, it goes from what God established in verses 1 through 3 to our places in it, plural, our place. And then, and then in verses 5 through 8, we see the believer's response. And I have believers underlined because that's really our choice. Are we going to believe or not because Hollywood says I'm not happy because I'm not famous even though all the famous people get on drugs get divorced and kill themselves and fight on Twitter against other people my therapist says I'm not happy because of a chemical imbalance My psychologist says I'm not happy because of what happened to me as a child. Okay, so yes, yeah, yes, bad things happen. Yes, they affect us. God allows things to happen to us to show us there's something wrong in the world. Absolutely, there's tension there between my pursuit of happiness and my inability to find it. Yes. There's problems there. Yes, you did bad things. And yes, bad things happened to you. And yes, it brought you to a place of depression. I get that. God's not telling you how you got to the place where you are. He's telling you the solution. Believers will say, if God says there's a pathway of blessing, then I want to be on it. The Bible works effectually in those who believe it. So, so in verses 5 through 8, we see the believer's response. So we go from the pathway that we see. We see the progression and our need to make a decision. And then the place. Is there a place in God's plan for me? So God promises happiness. But my whole life, I've just been a part of seeing opportunities that other people get to be a part of. And I didn't get to be a part of that. I missed out on that. For some reason, the blessing went everywhere else. And it didn't, like, like you know, I see my neighbor get blessed. And I see that person who should have got judged get blessed. How does that work? And then I'm just sitting here. Now, where's my blessing? Is there a place in God's blessing for me? The answer is yes. Absolutely. We can get in on this. This is, this is what we see. God says, this is the pathway I have set out. Thou hast commanded us to keep, 
wait a minute. If the promises are true and I do what God said, I get to be a partaker of the promise. You see that in verses one through four. Okay. All right. Personalization. And this is, I've already alluded to this a little bit. So we've gone from pathway to the progression. Is there a place for me in it? Yes. But then in terms of the believer's response, this is where we have to personalize this. Verse five starts with, oh, oh, oh. Oh. Okay, so, oh, that my ways were directed to, to keep thy statutes. God, I see what you've said, and I see where I'm at, and I'm not, I'm not really thinking like I need to. I'm not living like I need to. I, I see, God, some things here, and that, that, God, if happiness really comes from the decisions I make and not from my circumstances, well, then, God, I need to, I, oh, I, that, oh, I need to stop. I need to think through that. Okay, so, so where are you at? Where, where are you at in terms of what God has said? That's, that's number four. Number five, I've got some points, some key points I want to make, and then I want us to talk about this in small groups. So I don't just want it to be me presenting stuff and you sitting through it. I, I kind of want you all to have to work through this a little bit with the Lord and with each other. So here's the key points. First of all, difference. God's ways are different than your ways. They're different than my ways. Did you know that? You know, I didn't know that for a really long time. That's one of the most fundamental truths of Christianity that somehow just whoop went right by me. And I just was doing things my way and asking God to bless it. And I thought that was how it worked. I really did. And I didn't realize that, you know, Proverbs 12, 14 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. Oh, my goodness. I, I didn't know that. I, I do now. I didn't then. I didn't know Mark chapter 8, verse 33. Turn in your Bibles with me. Mark chapter 8, verse 33. You guys there yet? Mark 8, 33. Okay, so, so Jesus is telling the disciples, hey, I'm going to have to suffer a lot of things. Okay. Peter's like, no. And then Peter started to rebuke Jesus, which isn't that funny that sometimes people do that we're like no lord wait a minute no lord if he's lord you don't say no it's, it's yes but anyway that's what peter was saying and then in, in verse 33 but when he had turned about and looked on his disciples he rebuked paid peter saying get thee behind me satan so satan's actually at work through peter to try to to discourage jesus but look at what jesus says to satan Get thee behind me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of what? Men. So the devil and men have a certain way of, uh, that they like to do things, and then God 
has another way that he likes to do things. Now, don't miss what's happening here. So Jesus turns around. Sorry to turn my back to you, but, but Jesus turns around and faces his disciples. And let's just say Scott's Peter. Okay. And Scott, you're really being influenced by the devil. I'm Jesus. You're the devil. So it's, it's pretty accurate. So, no. Okay. So, so, all right. But listen, Jesus turns around and Peter's there. Just uh, Satan's back there making Peter his puppet. And listen to what Jesus says. Satan, get thee behind me. So now, so G Jesus turns around, faces his disciples and says, Satan, get behind me. So now, where's Satan? He's back there. Where's the disciples? And where's Jesus? Right in between. <laughs> Don't you know that the devil does not have your best interest at heart? Don't you know the devil has a certain way of doing things? And that's how we naturally would do things. Selfishly trying to find satisfaction through this world. But Jesus is there. And if, you know, if we'll just listen and let Jesus stand between us and the devil. Okay, the disciples are, are toiling. They're working. They're in the boat. And, and, and turn back, Mark chapter 6. They've been rowing all night in, in, in Mark 6, 48. And he saw them, Jesus saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary. And it was the fourth watch of the night. It's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. They've been rowing all night trying to get across the Sea of Galilee, and the winds are blowing, and the waves, and all that kind of stuff. Jesus comes walking on the water. They cry out, ah -ha! Jesus comes in the boat with them. And you know what he says? Verse 50. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed. Jesus when, okay, listen, it wasn't when they were get, get, it wasn't when they arrived at their destination that they got peace. It's when Jesus got in the boat and Jesus calmed that storm. So Jesus can come in and he can speak to the waves and he can speak to the wind and he can say, peace, be still. And everything has to obey and there's peace and there's stillness. Now look, I'm still in the middle of the water in my boat. I'm still working, but now it's okay because Jesus is with me. It's not getting what you want that's going to make you happy. It's not when you get through this trial. It's not when you get through, jump through the next hoop and arrive at whatever you think. No, no, listen, it's the presence of the Lord with you. Are we walking with him? Are we walking according to his statutes or are you pursuing happiness in the world? What voices are you listening to that are telling you how to be happy? Because here's what God's word says. You've got life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you received the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord? Liberty. Galatians chapter 5.13 says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. And the pursuit of happiness right here in, in, in Psalm 119.1. One. 
Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Happy are they that walk in the law of the Lord. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. You know that? Blessed is the man that, what? Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You, you know why it starts with how not to walk? Because naturally, we naturally do it wrong. We have to get off of the pathway of our natural inclination, get on the pathway of blessing. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Okay, so, so the key point, there is a difference between our way and the world's way. The next key point is diligence, wholeheartedness. Look at Psalm 119, verse 2 over there in your handout. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with half a heart. God is not a half-hearted God. God is not half in, and the devil's not half in, by the way. They're both all in. Okay, so where are you at? You will not find happiness through half-hearted attempts to either follow the Lord or follow the devil. Okay, listen, if you're going to follow God's way, you got to be all in, wholehearted. So what, what's that have to do with diligence? What, I don't understand. Okay, well, diligence is whatever I'm doing, I'm going to do it completely in line with how I'm supposed to do it. So if the Bible tells me how to communicate with my wife, which it does, diligence says when I communicate with my wife, I'm going to communicate biblically. That's, I'm trusting God. That is how I do it. And it's a, something that I do with diligence. I don't do it half-heartedly. I don't do it sometimes. What I do is I trust the Lord with that circumstance. Therefore, I'm going to walk in his ways in that circumstance. I trust him with my finances. I don't trust him sort of. I'm either all in or I'm not. If I'm all in, that means all the time. I don't, I don't make excuses for myself. Now, look, I'm not going to do any of this perfectly. But I am. I, I, we do need to do it wholeheartedly. Peter was a wholehearted guy. Did he make mistakes? Yeah. Okay, well, make mistakes being wholehearted. You're going to make mistakes. You might as well be wholehearted. But you're not going to find happiness pursuing it half-heartedly with one foot in the world and one foot with the Lord. Okay, lastly, direction. Verse 5 says, uh, oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Well, where does this direction come from? What's that even mean? Okay, well, you do what you do for a reason. You are driven by different needs or impulses, and some of these do go back to whatever happened. Sorry about that, but, but okay, listen, what, what drives you? What directs you? Why do you say the things you say, and why do you do the things you do? And the vast majority of people say, uh, I don't know. That's just the way I am. Okay, well, I, I, I think if we could look at verse 5, and, and what the psalmist says here is, oh, oh, that my ways were directed on purpose. So think of like the purpose-driven life. Anyone read that book, Purpose-Driven Life? That's a pretty good book overall, right? Why? Well, because it gives, it directs your ways according to a purpose. You do what you do for a reason. You're not just following whims that you don't even understand, which is your other choice. Okay? Does this make sense? You guys relate to what I'm saying? 
early in, in Christine and I's early married years, we get into an argument. She'd say something mean or, or whatever. You know, we're, we're having an argument. She's not a mean person, but I could make her mad enough to say something mean. I'd say, man, that's mean. Why did you say that? She said, there's no reason why I said it. I'm like, yeah, no, you were mad. You were trying to make me mad. You, you were like, but when we were, and this, we've been married 30 years. So this is not last week. Okay, this is 30 years ago. Why did you say that? She didn't have an answer. She didn't know. I don't know. Well, I, I couldn't have told you why I said what I said either. We were just following whims. Oh, that your ways were directed, that they were on purpose. Okay, we need to, to finish up here. Okay, so have you found life? Romans 6, 23. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you received that gift? If not, don't leave your small group knowing whether or not you have present tense eternal life. Liberty. Do you have liberty? Are you really free? Have you been made free by Christ to where now you could? Okay, and then the pursuit of happiness. Do you understand the message from today? 